And we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, feels like it's been a long week, man. How you been? Well, it has been a long week. We, I had a bit of existential dread as I went to do the rundown of the show and, and immediately had a blank. Not a good, <laughs> not a good sign. We're entering, uh, I don't want to say a rough spot for a podcast, but because uh, it's, uh, you know, it's great every time. But yes, I, last year. <laughs> it had. I, I forgot that the Cubs basketball game still hadn't talked about it yet. So like, I, I literally had nothing on the page when I started and couldn't think of anything aside from the Masters. I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be a short episode." But don't worry, we found stuff. Uh, but and we always we always seem to do. We, I think this is the point where we transition into being an esports podcast. Again. Yeah, that's right, esports. We, we don't have to get into that yet today, but <laughs> we have some things to talk about. But um, yeah, it's shifting to that where our kind of main. Uh, stories we talk about are are in the background, but uh, still lots of good stuff to talk about today. Well, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, it's it's after the after the tournament. Um, yeah. Is that time after the tournament? We did have the Masters. That's that's a little nice spot. You know, baseball is just kind of starting. It's off in there. Basketball is kind of in that. All right, when do we get to playoffs mode yet? And um, and here we are. So. It's a countdown to football season uh, for the Badgers. <laughs> countdown to football season for the Badgers. Yeah. And then we'll kind of we'll, we'll fill in the rest as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did have a bit of news. It was kind of leaked before last week. Um, yeah. But we didn't, we wanted to, out of respect, we wanted to wait until it was officially announced. But I think it's uh, been officially announced. Uh, at least it seems to be on Twitter. So Barry Alvarez is stepping down as athletic director. Uh, a lot has been said. I, obviously, this happened early last week, middle of the week, so a lot has been said. We're not really breaking any news, but I guess we'll get our reaction, Marlo. And, you know, I kind of thought, at least how it intersects with this podcast, is I'm, without Barry Alvarez, there's probably not a 132 Breeze podcast. Uh, I would agree with that. Because <laughs> essentially, growing up, some of my first sports memories are winning Rose Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore wanting to go to the University of Wisconsin. And um, I didn't, until I was older, my dad has explained this to me hundreds of times, but <clears throat> didn't realize how incredible and out of, not out of nowhere, but how there was literally no history, well, no history in the last 50 years um, for that. And I was just kind of grown up into it. So that was all because of Barry Alvarez, and we have our podcast, we have our college sports fandom because because of him so all the many things he's kind of responsible for created i, I guess you can count this podcast as one of them <laughs> and that's probably that's probably his most crowning jewel too yeah um it you wasn't seen that, any of the pictures though that's what i say you've seen that you've seen that picture the picture where he just has all the the trophies around him uh yeah. from the the years he's a athletic director and coach and if you look really close, you'll see, mm-hmm. you'll see the cover of the One Thirty Two Breeze podcast in there. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, should've, I, was, I should have let him borrow my One Thirty Two Breeze podcast shirt. <laughs> you could have worn that in the picture. That's right. I mean, <laughs> I mean you could probably take it again. It's Wore fine. That, held the coffee mug I have. <laughs> Absolutely. Next chance. Yeah, but I mean, what else could be said? Everything is everything's been said. The man had a statue before he retired. So, um, outside the stadium. I think for me, like I didn't grow up a, a Badger fan like you did, but with that said, um, you know, I was drawn into 
you know, I, <laughs> my first time going up to the campus was going to a game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I was obviously I was in I was part of the athletic department while I was in school there, and the 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 oh. fandom grew because that program had built to what it was, right? Um, right? And you know, that's 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 absolutely a part why the fandom runs so deep, why we're here talking about it every week uh, and going forward. So, you know, from you know, when we were in school and Barry was just coach, Coach Barry, yeah. um, to his this ascend up into coach and athletic director. And I think one of the things that I don't know we could talk, we could talk about, I don't know if you're talking about your best Barry moment, but I think I thought at the time, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to Barry's last coached game. Yeah. <laughs> it's the... Uh, the bowl game. What's the name of that bowl game in Orlando at the time? I forget now. Is it uh, uh, Capital One? Is it, I don't think it was Capital One then, but it was at that bowl. Okay. The one in Orlando. It might. It might oh, it be. might not have been then. Yeah. 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 It was at that one um, against. I think it was Auburn. Yeah, it was against Auburn. Um. But yeah, because the, the the season ended with him losing his last game at home, so I thought this right. would be the last game. Yeah. And, you know, watching Barry go out there and them carrying him out the field and, like, kind of being a part of that. And obviously being an SEC team, SEC team which, we, again, we weren't supposed to beat, as always, in a bowl game, um, was kind of, like, my, my big memory. Obviously, he came back and coached from Rose Bowls. But I keep it as, <laughs> I saw Barry's, like, last game as a full-time coach. Love that. That's great. Um, yeah. I... I remember being at the Iowa game. The his what I thought was was gonna. Well, I guess I didn't see the other bowl game, but what I thought was his last home game that he coached. Yeah. And I remember standing there, and obviously I was in the back because I never got there on time. Um, <laughs> and I remember standing there, and as we're losing, and he's going out and do the handshake and be like, "Holy shit, this is Barry Alvarez's last game." You know, obviously I didn't continue to be a successful program, right? But at, yeah. at that moment, I, I remember just kind of standing there and being like. Remember this moment. <laughs> I say that a lot. This one I did remember. This one I know I, I did remember. And obviously it was on a somber note, but I was like, "Holy shit, this is uh, this is Barry's last game." So I don't I don't know if I have a, a best memory. I mean, it's going to be the games that you know we talk about and care about and, and that sort of thing. But I do remember it, that kind of realizing or kind of uh, uh, putting into memory. The last, the last time that I saw him coach, and I don't yeah. I, like you. I don't count the the bowl games, but <laughs> but yeah. Then that ruins my. I guess neither of those were at home, so I still have my last like coaching at Camp Randall memory. So yeah, and I remember thinking, it's so unfair that he lost. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I remember. I remember why that. Just, was... Why can't they just win this one? <laughs> but uh, congratulations, Brianna. Great career. I and you know. It's what it, I talked to my dad a lot about this, but talking to him about like what Wisconsin sports was beforehand, and you know seeing the stands in those videos during the game, and it you know yeah the student section looks like that when the game starts, but like, <laughs> that was what they looked like the whole game, um, <laughs> completely empty. Uh, it's just really I, I, you can't. I don't think there's. I, I mean, he's up there with some of the other like the Bear Bryants and things that like put like he made Alabama like. It's hard to see Wisconsin athletics being Wisconsin athletics without Barry Alvarez. So, um, yeah. good job by him. Yeah. Uh, second best Barry moment. I was at the the first and second round in Omaha for the, yeah. okay. the basketball oh, tournament. Sure. I didn't know we were still doing moments. Sorry, but I, I didn't have, have one, this... so I moved on quickly. Yeah, I know. I but I wanted to put my second Barry one. <laughs> okay, and fine, fine. Co- coming home after the bars in the 
in the hotel lobby and they were just hanging out and then Barry comes rolling through at like 2.30 in the morning and we're just like, what's up, Barry? And he gave us a head nod and he went, he went away. And that was, that was a great moment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So congratulations, Barry. <laughs> you can, uh, you, you can, you can enjoy your, your grandson's yeah. final season. Yeah. Continue the in, in in peace. I'm sure they won't show you on the TV at all. Oh yeah. Oh, they keep doing the thumbs up. He'll be <laughs> he'll be around. That's what the thing. I think yeah, he'll be he will he'll be, be around. around. And, um, I think uh, I've submitted my application. Merlin, have you submitted your 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 resume application resume whatever resume? I'm, sure, I'm expecting a call back any moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. I've put it in. Um, we'll see. Maybe it'll be a joint venture by by me and you. Uh, we've we've been saying it for a while that we were yeah. available. So. We yeah we will accept one salary and split it between the two of us. Take it. <laughs> With that incredibly high paying job. <laughs> Think how much work we could do with two of us. <laughs> All right. Uh, I didn't have any other Badger news. Uh, the volleyball tournament starts uh, this week. I think the Badgers play on the fifteenth. I said last week, so let's go with that because uh, they get that first round by. Uh, let's talk about the basketball championship game that happened. Last week, Monday, again, felt like forever ago. I can't, I don't know if this week was just long or, or what happened. I, I, it, it just feels like it happened a month ago now. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like, you know, it's Monday night, late night. It does feel like forever. I, like you said, I was like, when we were talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, we still have to talk about this game, kind of. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been too much time since everyone knows the results and, yeah. and we've been over it. But, um, was it? At w- I guess. At what point did you accept that Baylor was going to beat Gonzaga? Uh, I think. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. It's when they went on the run uh, to make it close, and then Baylor just did the thing where they throughout the whole tournament, somebody gets within eight or single digits, and then they just extend the lead again. And when they did that the last time in the second half, it was like, I don't know, I think it was like six, seven minutes left in the game. I'm just like, yeah. well, it's it's not happening. Yeah. Um, but I did I did hold that help. I, I did think, you know, maybe Gonzaga can make a game of it um, until until they, I guess, until they couldn't, until that six, seven-minute marker. Whenever that was where they got close, but then Baylor just executed again on offense and, and pushed the lead back up again. Again, they did this all tournament to every team that made a run, uh, which is why their run was so impressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I thought after that, what that first, I think how long it taken Zaga to score like eight minutes or something, six minutes. Yeah, they I had I think one point at the under uh, or under sixteen timeout. Yeah, and at that point, I was like, this isn't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Baylor, it was just a, Baylor was too good that game, but it just seemed to be just a bad matchup in general for. Uh, for Gonzaga, um, but yeah, I did, I after that I was like, this this is probably over. Of course, I'm gonna stay up for the whole thing because right. of that. And even when they got in close, I think they got it to ten at halftime, and yep. even with momentum, I was like, there's no way Baylor's gonna let them back in. So, um, yeah, good on them. Didn't we didn't see the history that you wanted to see, Casey? Nope, didn't get to see that. I did see history Baylor winning for the first time. It was interesting. They kept replaying the. Uh, uh, what's the coach's name? Um, Baylor coach's introductory uh, press conference. Oh, Scott Drew, yeah. Scott Drew, he's been there, what, 18 years or whatever? Or yeah. however long he's been there? And there's yeah. the play's introductory conference. And, like, how cool does that have to feel? 
like you, you that's what you say when you come in a program. Kind of like Barry did, like we were talking right, before. Right. He he said the you same thing. Season tickets now. Yeah, season tickets now. But like, you know, it, it took a while. But like, you know, everyone probably forgot that freaking <laughs> that freaking interview, right? Maybe that maybe Baylor plays it every once in a while. Yeah. But um, I I just felt that that was that has to be cool to like have that press conference so long ago and then have it come to fruition now and like how many coaches really do get to stay around uh you know without some sort of you know championship threat or championship run in a school that long and then have that come to fruition yeah i think that's yeah that's a great point that that's really a neat story for for scott drew and i think is makes this Baylor run and the Baylor him being the coach there is such a unique thing right because it's not only he wasn't winning national championships like they didn't win the big 12 ever like Kansas kept winning the big 12 and you know so many programs go through uh we're not winning the big 12 let's turn over let's get a new coach maybe they'll find lightning in the bottle and, and whatnot and they stuck with it and I think uh I listened to a lot of or I guess the most interesting thing I listened to about uh, Scott Drew after the championship game. Uh, Doug Gottlieb did an interview, and I think he is friends with Scott Drew or something, uh, and he talked about how he grew as a coach and how he accepts kind of criticism or wants people to come kind of give their input on his team and how he continued to grow and kind of the, how he's changed how he coaches and kind of how he recruits and stuff from you know that pro- uh, proclamation till now was, was really interesting and I think just kind of... Sh- goes to show the progression he had to get to this state. And I thought that was that was really cool. So, yeah, to be able to proclaim something as, I guess, audacious as that at Baylor 15 years ago or whatever it was and to come true is, is pretty unique and pretty cool. I just don't – in this game, I just go back. I don't think anybody's beaten Baylor that night. No. And definitely. Gonzaga looked drained from the UCLA game. That's that was my that's my excuse for why they got off to such a bad start. That's the take. That's that's the uh, that's the that, take. That's my excuse. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I didn't think about that. I I could see that. Um, you know, as excuse. I just think they. Were, I think it was just a bad matchup. Yeah, ba- Baylor's defense, especially their guards, are just another level. And. Gonzaga wasn't just they just weren't up for it in this game and maybe they never would have been right but um, I think you just saw that throughout this tournament every team Baylor played Wisconsin included like just couldn't get into offense their guards on defense were so good and their ability to create offense from four if not five positions is just really hard to defend Um, you have to defend five deep against them they're they're really good um, it was interesting how all of a sudden the conversation went from Gonzaga being maybe the best team ever. Uh, obviously, they lost. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, but maybe Baylor, even though they lost two games. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if it wasn't really, for the COVID pause. Do we really have to do this with every, every time there's a new champion? We have to do the, are they the best ever conversation? But Right. Um, I mean, and yeah, exactly. And um, let's be real. Uh, Wisconsin played Baylor better. Um, you can make the argument they played him the best team in the tournament. So there you go. They're basically runner-ups. National champion. Print the t-shirts. National yeah. champion print, runner-ups. I think up. Arkansas played him the second best. You think? Okay. I have to go back. I felt like Arkansas because Arkansas had I think within five. Well, I'll have to go check the tape. Check the tape. But if even if Arkansas did, third best. Okay. 
I'll print take the, it. Print the shirts. No, <laughs> print, print them up. Let's go. All right. Now we have a long offseason transfer portals, people entering, leaving. Oh, yeah. Making the Metroid uh, door opening sound as they go. Um, Nate Reavers went pro. I saw that. He, well, he's, I don't know After if he, he went to the portal, though. That's he's in the weird. portal. I don't know if he has to leave the portal to go pro or he's still in the portal but has announced he's going pro. Um, but that happened. Um, Good luck. Other, play, other players are in the portal. We didn't get the the Drake guard I want. I, I was hoping Wisconsin would get. He's going to... can't remember. Shoot. I'll look it up. Um... While you're looking at the only person we haven't heard from is Brad Davison. Yes, he is. He's just hanging out. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Is this football transfer portal? All right, we'll come back to you. This is football transfer portal. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's it for college basketball. We got a hiatus until it starts again, uh, but I'm sure there'll be transfer portals popping up. All right, on to the big main event of this week, Marlo. Well, I guess of the second half of the week, the Masters. Your boy wasn't in it. Did no. you watch? How how did you enjoy watching it? Um, yeah, so I picked it up on Saturday. It was a rainy Saturday. It was a perfect Masters watching Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was kind of rain outside. It was kind of gloomy. Uh, it was perfect to sit on the couch, uh, try to take a nap, but you can't because the kids are running around um, while the, while the Masters is going on. And getting a feel for who was in the who was going to be in the running for Sunday. Um, a magical thing happened on on Saturday though. There was a rain. There was a weather delay, oh. and we did get to see Tiger play. <laughs> so that's a bonus. That's a bonus. As they went back to the 2019 Masters. Um, fast forward to Sunday. I was in it until I realized that there wasn't going. There wasn't going to be any movement at the top of the leaderboard and that yeah. was that was how it's going to stay so around you know the back nine back nine well the, it, the interesting thing about golf or one of the things i really like about watching golf is you you obviously want there to be some sort of drama as far as who wins or loses but then all of a sudden it's like the a switch flips when you know it's over right and in this one it was it was pretty clear when uh, Xander triple bogey, and I think it was 16 or fifth, whatever. He went in the water. Um, all of a sudden, it switches to like, wow, look at this amazing performance this guy does. And then all of a sudden, you're just like in awe that this guy is just is winning. Like, it's it just flips. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Xander throws it away, hits it in the water, and all of a sudden, it's like, wow, Matsuyama is just so great. Just enjoy the greatness that he is exhibiting here. And it's just so fun because you don't really root against people in golf unless they're playing against Tiger Woods, but normally, like, it's just, you're not really rooting against people, so no matter what happens, it seems like the golf fans that are there, the announcers are just happy, which is strange in sports, <laughs> and kind of almost, I, I suppose it's like that in other other sports, too, like or other kind of individual sports, like uh, like racing sports and things like that, I suppose, but... In golf, it truly, it truly seems like people are just happy for whoever wins and happy that they were there to see whomever win, win. Uh, and that's kind of how it turned out once it was clear that it wasn't going to be uh, 
a, a nail biting or, or, or dramatic a dramatic finish. So uh, Matsuyama wins. Uh, he is the first Japanese player to win a major. So um, they were kind of laying that on heavy at the end of the broadcast that you know he's a n- national icon now. Um, so I guess congratulations for that, Marlo. The th- two things stuck out to me. Well, one thing stuck out that Matsuyama win. Um, I heard a comment. They were it was just kind of in passing, but they said his dad was his coach. Like mm. so, him and Xander, they were like, oh, both their dads are their coach, were their coaches. Well, Xander's dad is still his coach, but last year Matsuyama got a new coach, and oh. now he wins the Masters. Ooh, so <laughs> tough spot for the dad. I, presumably, he's happy his son won. But yeah. how okay? How much do you think he's upset that he kind of got fired for being his coach and then he won the Masters? It has to tug at you a little, right? You're obviously happy for your son, but you're just like, ah, you just you wanted to be the one to call the coach to win the Masters. I guess it makes it odd for a Thanksgiving dinner if 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 he has one. Wait, um, do, they, do they have a Thanksgiving in Japan? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe. but figurative speech. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, no, it's, there's definitely a pride. There's definitely a pride thing, as especially as a father, that. Uh, you know he's happy, but at the same time, he'd like to be the one that, to say that he brought his son to the to the pinnacle. For all I know, his dad could have said, "I'm I'm done. I I, I quit. You can't fire me. I quit." I don't I know, quit. but yeah. but the, when they said that story, that's the thought that popped in my head. I was like, I would be so bummed if my son got a new coach and then won the Masters, and I couldn't I couldn't do that. That would that would have bummed me out. Um, so that that was he he played really well. He had a uh, bogeyless round on Saturday. Uh, it, it really seemed like one after it rained Saturday, the scores just dropped. So uh, I think that helped out uh, for those still on the course. Um, that's anything else that that stuck out to you about the win or or the tournament, Marlo? Uh, no, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, beautiful there as always. I guess some of the. Um, there were some major people that make the cuts, so there wasn't on the top of the leaderboard. There wasn't some yeah, as high-profile names, right? Um, of the Masters, but I don't know. It was still it was still a good you know a good showing. Yeah, yeah. Spieth was in the mix for a little bit. He was probably yeah. the biggest name out there. Uh, yeah, we did a my my family did a little like pick three guys. You know, mm-hmm. we, we drafted three guys or whatever, uh, and two guys two of my guys missed missed the cut, and uh, John Rahm got. Yeah, I think he finished fifth. So, or uh, whatever, he was minus six. So, he was my he was my. I the other two missed the cut. So that's not great. I had Dustin Johnson. I picked Rory. I don't know why. I didn't think he was going to do well. He hit his dad. That was funny. Speaking of dads, did you see that? I did see that. Yes, that's that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, my highlight or the funniest thing I saw was uh, Justin Rose. Not Justin Rose. Rose, whatever. Uh, he made a putt where it like went around the rim of mm-hmm. the of the cup and then dropped in and then he did a little like shaking his hips like he was doing a hula hoop or something <laughs> and Nazar just loved it it was hilarious it was hilarious but he's old so it was okay but if it was young I I don't know if people would have been okay with that he's not old but he's not you know one of the young guns that was my highlight we did a little like round the clip and then he was the hula hoop that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> okay it was so I didn't awkward see it. I didn't see it. I gotta look it up though. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you, and then you can react live. All right, that's all I had for the Masters. 
I'm glad I, it was nice having it back in, in this week. Yes, 100%. Yes. It's Justin Rose, right? Yeah, okay. I'm losing my mind. Uh, dance after putt. <laughs> this is what I'm Googling. Is this a video? Yeah, all right. I'll send it to you, Marlo. All right. <clears throat> That's it for the Masters. On other sports, Marlo, baseball. I'm back in on baseball. You back? I think it was. I think it was just a cloud. Well, the Brewers are losing, but I think it was just a little cloudy, and I got a little bummed out about baseball for a bit. But I'm back. Brewers go on a road trip. They uh, win two series against the Cubs and Cardinals, two to one. So four to two on the road trip. Finally, getting some runs. They scored nine runs the last two games against the Cardinals. Really should have swept the Cardinals, uh, but we're a little bit unfortunate in the first game. Uh, so back in on the Brewers, they're in second place now because the Reds keep winning somehow. I don't know how they keep winning, but well, they sc- are scoring a lot of runs. That's how they're winning. But uh, but the Brewers did make a trade. They traded Orlando Arcia, uh, longtime shortstop, um, to the Braves, which was kind of weird for the Braves to trade for a, what seems to be a backup shortstop for them. I guess it's infield depth for some pitchers. Uh, I don't. Seems like a weird trade, but I don't know. And it's pitchers I don't know, so it's hard for me to kind of understand uh, the trade. But it seemed like the writing was on the wall for the Brewers to move on from Arcia. Uh, he was just such a likable guy. Like I, I was always rooting for him to do well, and it. I kept convincing myself that the next month, the next series, the next at bat, he was gonna tr- he was gonna flip the switch, and he, he was. He's going to be good <laughs> in, like, a everyday shortstop. It's never quite happened. He would have runs where it did, uh, but then he would have dry spells where obviously it wasn't. Um, so I wish him wish him luck. He was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to root for. Um, but, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Is any baseball you want to talk about, Marlo, in our baseball section of the podcast here? Baseball section of the podcast. Um, the White Sox have a loaded bullpen that can't do anything. Uh, I keep giving up leads, but it's okay. It's still early. It's still, still early. early. It's still early. They haven't fallen off the wagon. It's just disappointing because that was supposed to be the strong suit on paper. On paper, yep. the bullpen was supposed to be strong. It hasn't been in the early going here. Um, but you know, like it's still early. we got t- we got some hope. Still got some time. Weird. All right, sounds good. Um, oh, the Reds, the Reds lost, so they're they're only plus twenty on run differential. They were like plus thirty one uh, after after seven games. It was insane. Um, oh, I had some baseball. I didn't do the baseball stats. Oh man, let me see. Let me see if I can find the baseball stats. Well, we uh, that's all we got for baseball, though. Uh, if we, in, unless I find baseball stats. So uh, <laughs> what's what's the next section? Oh God, it's corner kick. Oh, I'm not ready for that either. Oh man. Oh my God, the wheels, Marlo, they're falling off. The wheels are falling off fast. Sorry. This is April. Pulling up the baseball stats. Oh. Oh, this was last. No, I used that last week. Shoot. Okay. Nope. Uh, here's, here's a Brewers baseball stat. Uh, they are the second team in MLB history, the Brewers are, to have three games in a row with starters going at least five innings, allowing one hitter less and no runs. The other to do it was the 2015 Mariners, who we all know and love. So there we go. Um, Bruce pitching staff was on fire middle of the week. And it did pretty well throughout throughout the rest of the week. So there we go. That was my baseball staff. I feel it like, wasn't a great one. I feel like we need a jingle for your baseball stack of the week. 
we just need more jingles in this podcast. Okay. It's just... <laughs> I don't know that that's true, but it sounded fun to say. Okay. All right. All right. That's baseball? That's <laughs> that's baseball. That's well, baseball. you're going to talk more baseball in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had that in because uh, it has a little bit of basketball in it. So. All right. All, All right, then. Well, we'll move on to another section we need a new jingle for. Long overdue for a jingle. Everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. I should get, like, a announcer saying something funny or, or something. I'll look for it, and we can insert it in, in the corner kick. Uh, all right. Uh, corner kick. Uh, one of... I don't want to say the most exciting moments. One of the moments where I'm like, God, I love watching soccer. Um, and this kind of tails with the uh, something I mentioned last week. Um, in the UCLA-Gonzaga game... Um, where announcers, you have the play-by-play guy and the color guy, and the color guy just run, jumps in and yells yes as it happens. So yep. Leeds is playing Manchester City. Leeds is not a good team. Let's just say bottom of the table. Uh, I should have looked up where they were. Manchester City's runaway champions this year. It's one-to-one. Leeds is down to 10 men. They've been down ten to 10 men the entire second half, but they've held off Manchester City. In the 91st minute, Leeds... Breaks out of on a counterattack. They get a through ball to, I don't even remember who, their striker. He holds off the defender and slots it through the keeper's legs. They score to go up 2-1. to one. It's the most unlikely thing I've seen in soccer in forever. Um, and, and they held on. They held on to do it. Okay, they're doing better than I thought. They're in 10th place. Okay, but they're newly promoted. So still, um, this is not something that should happen to Manchester City. Uh, and Leeds pulls it off. It was absolutely amazing and the play-by-play of the Leeds announcers is is fantastic and, and just the, that color guy going yes and it's a great call because they're English announcers and they're just great at that kind of thing um, in my world Liverpool uh, defeats uh, Aston Villa 2-1 to one, so they got to get revenge for the 7-2 drumming that Villa gave them earlier in the season uh, Liverpool still sitting in 6th place uh, I guess, unfortunately for them, uh, the teams ahead of them continue to win as well. Uh, Chelsea and West Ham, um, both with with uh, victories over the weekend. Uh, so Liverpool still sitting outside that top four, and that's really what it's what it's going to come down to. It's there's about four teams competing for the five teams competing for the last two spots. Um, Liverpool currently three points outside of it. Uh, with seven games to go. So really getting down to the wire here uh, to get into that. During the week, we have Champions League, Marlo. So again, some midweek soccer for you. Uh, last week, Liverpool lost the first leg to Real Madrid, 1-3. to Got to say, I don't have high hopes coming into... This one's going to be at Liverpool, so um, at Anfield. So a chance, but I don't have high hopes. And that's just me kind of lowering expectations so I don't get too upset if they don't get through. Um, but other Champions League matches will be happening as well on Tuesday and Wednesday. So there we go, Marlo. That is... Oh, MLS is back in five days, too, so watch out for that, Marlo. Ooh. Get nuts. There we go. There That's it is. Um, all right. Uh, I got something. Oh. <laughs> Did Dennis Robbins... Daughter scores her first goal within five minutes of her first game. Nice. So there you go. 
She doesn't really like being called Dennis Rodman's daughter either. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> probably not. But, all right. That's it for Corner Kick. I, w- I was going to do, uh, never mind, I'm not going to do the joke. Okay. You want to do the joke? It wasn't a great joke. Go ahead, do the joke. We're going to move it on. All right. All right, moving on. Going on to our throw-ins. Okay, first throw-in, we're going to bring baseball back into this. Okay, because back to baseball. What, why do we even have replay? Any, what, uh, there's been three now, tonight while we were getting ready for the podcast, one of these happened. But there's been three calls that, two in baseball, one in basketball, that have just been so unbelievably terrible after, go, that have gone to replay and the call has stand. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. The point is to get this right. And time and time again, we're just not getting it right. All right, first one. The Bucks. This is pretty minor compared to the other two because the other two ended up winning games. But Bucks are playing the Mavs. Porzingis brushes his arm against Drew Holiday. I think it was. Goes to drive to the lane. There's nobody by him, and he trips himself. Like you know how you're walking and somebody like kicks your foot behind your other foot. Mm-hmm. He does this to himself. Falls to the ground. They call a foul on. I don't even remember who. But nobody's by him, and it goes to replay, and they uphold the call. Nobody, it doesn't make any sense. All right, next one. Mets are playing Miami. Uh, Conforto's up to bat. He's a left-handed batter. The pitch comes in. He sticks his elbow over the plate. The call is called to strike, and it hits his, his, his arm plate, his elbow plate. As he's leaning over the plate, it goes to replay. You see the ball... You see him from above lean over the plate. The ball hit him over the plate, and they still say it's a hit by pitch. You can't lean into a pitch. What are we doing? How is that a call? And the next one today, Phillies are playing the Braves. They send a runner home, top of the ninth. Oh, that was to win, uh, by the way. he leaned, Bases were loaded. He leaned in to get hit, and they won the game. Uh, Phillies have a runner on third, fly ball to left field. Uh, Ozuna throws home. Call on the field is safe. We go to replay. He slides like with his heel, and then his foot pops up, and then he lands on the left side of the base. Everybody sees this. Everybody watching on the replay sees he never touched home plate, and the call stands. Phillies win because I don't know why. (laughs) They said there wasn't enough evidence. He didn't hit. You can see from three, two angles, really, three angles, that he didn't touch the plate. What are we doing? If we if we don't have replay to get the call right, just get rid of the damn thing. It's pointless. This is it's infuriating. So I don't know what we're doing with replay. That's that's my first throwing. I think there's been you know, more. You know, I had to do a, a, a yeah umpire umpire referee referee thing. You know, yeah, understood. So that's where it is. That's no, but uh, to your point, I think basketball and baseball have not utilized replay very well. Um, and just the whole in in general, like missing. Not using it correctly, like to make the call. Not using it correctly for when to use it, and the delivery of it, and the stoppage of game of it. Um, and I'm, you know what? Like, I, there hasn't been enough that has happened with replaying both of those sports. That's where they they gotten right, and it's like changed the outcome. It's like that's why we have it to convince me that we they actually need it in those two sports. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. In each of these cases, the wrong call would have been made. But, like, 
we would have just stayed with it and been upset. But the fact that you go to a replay, you have a better look. You have slow motion. You have multiple yeah. alternate angles, and you still end up with the wrong thing. It's just it's it's unbelievable. And ah, I guess it, there's the this happens in football too. It's like this, there's this burden of proof, right? It has to be you know indisputable to overturn. It's like how about we just go with what it looks like. <laughs> Regardless of what the call is on the field, and I thought in baseball they didn't do the call on the field. I thought in baseball they just went like, hey, somebody in New York, look at this and give us the call. Um, but the arguments I've seen have been indisputable, which I thought wasn't wasn't the call, the thing in baseball. But like, it just adds another level of frustration for a fan to be like, you, sure, it's hard to miss things in real time. We understand that, and we accept that as part of sports. But like to slow it down and then still have a call go the wrong way, it just feels it feels like people are playing a joke. I don't understand. It's it's so frustrating. So there we go. All right, replay. Next one, Marlo. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on Jeopardy. Did you watch it? Did you like it? Uh, I did not watch it. I've just seen highlights of it. But uh, do yeah. you normally watch Jeopardy and that now just didn't to boycott? boycott Aaron Rodgers being on there? If I had normally watched Jeopardy, I would probably boycott it because Aaron Rodgers on it. But I don't normally watch Jeopardy. So. Mm. I think I did when I... I think in college I watched it. You know, when you would have... You'd be home at like 4 o'clock or whatever. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I watched it then. Or maybe it was after I graduated and then I would get home and be home anyway. I don't watch it anymore. I, I have only seen highlights. I have recorded them. <laughs> but I haven't watched them yet. But I did see the. I think it was the first one where uh, the contestant didn't know the answer, and he wrote, "Whose idea was it to kick the field goal?" Uh, and that was brutal. True. That was awesome, though. That was pretty awesome. It was. It, was still, <laughs> it still hurt my feelings. But I guess he was pretty good. He's kind of got a dry sense of humor, I think, or a dry. The sense of humor is not the right word. Um, approach that I think would lend well to Jeopardy. But I'll watch it. I'll watch it at some point. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's in the DVR or whatever. I recorded it on Hulu. It's in DVR. I don't know. Whatever. It's on there. All right. Next throw-in is yours, Marlo. And all right, Casey. So this was going wild. We've, we got some dunk of the year talk. Okay. Dunk of the year talk. We... Um, I don't know if you saw it. Miles Bridges. Who did he dunk on? Who was it? I thought anyway. it was Clint, Clint Capella. Yeah, Clint Capella. That's what it was. But Miles Bridges dunk on Clint Capella. Um, possibly Clint Capella. Possibly. possibly. <laughs> He's on the Hawks. I saw in the mentions that it was, or in the, in the Twitter thing, that it was Clint Capella. But I did not confirm that. Okay. Either way. So this dunk happened, I think... <laughs> Uh, I, I read about this dunk before I saw it. Probably four different alerts went off on my phone. Like this was a big, this it was it was a big deal. So I had all this anticipation to watch the video. I watched it. Is it a great dunk? Well, in great in in game dunk, yes, dunking on somebody as Mal Bridges does on Capella. It is uh, it is pretty wild. It's 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 one of those two where even the um. The Hawks bench in this case, if you watch closely, even they're like trying not to react, but you can see them be like, "Oh crap! Oh shit! He's got dunked on." <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, the the Hornets bench is going wild, including uh, Lamelo in his pink pajamas on the on the sideline. Yeah, 
Yeah, he um, did look like he was wearing pajamas. Yeah, but this dunk, Miles Bridges. Oops, you could probably hear it. But uh, he basically goes down the middle of the lane, cocks it back. He's taken off from like the the uh, the dotted line, <laughs> cocks it back, and dunks right over Capella, and it's pretty good. Um, there's some been a couple others this season. I think that would be in the running. Um, primarily Anthony Edwards dunk. Uh, I forget who he dunked on, but anyways, Anthony Edwards dunk. Hopefully not Clint Capella. It wasn't. It wasn't Clint Capella, but that was oh, here. Cool. But my question is, what say you about the Miles Bridges dunk? Well, I I can't remember any other dunk this year, so it's probably the dunk of the year by that standard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't have like a Rolodex of dunks in my head. Uh, so, so that's great. You know, the, I think it's a Bleacher Report commercial or I don't remember what it is, but where they, they keep looking at their phone and then acting shocked. Like one guy's doing an arm wrestling one person in like all of a sudden he, the guy falls on the ground cause he's looking at his phone. Yeah. Somebody's doing makeup and she's looking at her phone and then, or a stylist or whatever and puts lipstick on her face. Do you know that commercial? I think I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And in the commercial, it's because of some piece of art or something, which you would never react like that to. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But this dunk, I think, would have, if you got that sent on your phone, I think would have that reaction. Yeah. Yes. I had so that reaction. Yes. Fix that commercial, because the commercial doesn't make any sense. Um, they're like, oh, my God, look at this. It's Dwayne Wade in a cartoon. Oh, my God. It, it doesn't make any sense. But this dunk, I think, is, is worthy of that reaction. Uh, and yeah, dunk of the year because it was the most recent dunk I've seen. So <laughs> that's how things work today. There you go. The most recent dunk I've seen. Most recent dunk I've seen is the dunk of the year. Um, all right, it's great. It's it's really cool. Uh, didn't know Miles Bridges could get up like that. Um, yeah, it's a really good, really good. One. All right, last one I have, Marlo. Um, Arod buys the Timberwolves. Well, he's going to buy them. Or I think he bought them now, but he doesn't take control. Well, him and some other rich guy yeah. bought them. And they take control in 2023. Apparently, they're not allowed to move the team as part of the sale. Part of the deal? How long, is that? I don't know how, how long does that go for? What is that? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know how binding that is. It seems weird that you would be able to... I guess you could put whatever you want in the contract, but it seems weird that you would after the fact be able to to determine that when it's not your franchise anymore but I guess if you agree to it contractually I know we'll see but because the theory is right they buy them and move them to Seattle is what it whatever the scuttlebutt is and I gotta tell you bro, I'd rather have a Seattle Supersonics than a Minnesota Chibbles I don't want to live and say that <laughs> that'd be cool what are, what are these uh you know what? What is um, a rod like? What is what is? How does he sit around and be like? You know what? I'm going to buy the Timberwolves. I, I you know obviously I've, he, obviously he's better at business than I am, but like what? I guess what interests him about of a, a basketball franchise as opposed to you know if you have that money like why aren't you going after a football? I mean a, a baseball franchise. Well, he tried to buy the Mets. Mm-hmm. He tried to be in a group that bought the Mets, but then. Cohen's group bought it. So he was trying to buy a baseball team. Okay. So this was um, the next best thing. I got you. I don't... Maybe it was just the next team that was sold, and he just wanted to get an ownership. I'm trying I'm trying to think, because I don't think there are other... 
I mean, there's only so many of these, right? They only go on for sale so often. So maybe you just get one when you can, and that was his thinking. Uh, it does seem weird that he would want to buy a team in Minneapolis. It just he has no, as far as I know, any connection to, to Minneapolis. So that seems like a weird spot, but maybe it's just like, I want to get my foot in the door at ownership somewhere. And um, that's the, be- the the only thing I can come, come up with. Is he going to be going to Minnesota, going to Minneapolis? To, I guess he's rich, so he can go wherever. Yeah, he, he, wants, can go, he can he can go wherever he wants. He'll be fine. He'll get he'll be he'll find a way to get there. <laughs> That's what you're saying? He can. Yeah, you know. I'm I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be it, it'll be interesting to see which way which direction they take that um, that franchise uh, for Timberwolves, and you know see what he does with it. I, it's very interesting. So him and him and Mark Cuban can sit on Shark Tank. And talk about their their basketball franchise. Is Aaron on Shark Tank? He was for a while. I don't think he is oh, okay. anymore. He was for a little bit. I didn't bit. see that. Yeah, there was a while where I think it was it was on Fridays, right? And it was like yeah, one of the things we did on Friday was watch Shark Tank. That was probably a couple of years ago. Now time's weird. I can't. I mean, that could have been as far ago as the championship game, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> just, time, time doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Um, yeah. So I guess congratulations, Aaron, and your billionaire friend. Yeah. Uh, Congrats. We should get some of those. Billionaire friends? Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it, man. I, I feel You're you. working I should, on it? I, should, oh, I would love I, to have a billionaire friends. I I'm trying to start with the millionaire and then work my way up through his friends to his billionaire friends, but, you know, it's a process. Sounds like. So if anyone's out there a millionaire. I mean, making friends in general. <laughs> tough process. <laughs> tough process. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, billionaires out there listening, you know, yeah. if you're just hanging around like, hey, man, I need a friend. Here we are. Looking for friends. Want to fly us to Timberwolves game? We're down. Down. We're cool. Uh, maybe not go to Timberwolves game. <laughs> Probably find something better to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the first stop. Yeah. First stop. First stop. Timberwolves game. This is the appetizer. The moon. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. From the Timberwolves to the moon. All right. Any Anything else? Any other throw-ins here? Could be a rap song. No, no, they're throwing. Oh, you're doing a rap song now? What's no, that it? could be a rap song. <laughs> Casey's going to throw Timberwolves? It. I think I'm just thinking that. Casey's going to throw it on some wax. Spit bars. I cannot rap. <laughs> Surprising. Surprising. <laughs> I know. I am not a good rapper. <laughs> Believe it or not. So along with their jingles, we're also going to have Casey rapping. You got this. I will <laughs> rap a jingle. <laughs> we'll put it in the podcast. Uh, fastest way to lose listeners right there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, as always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at ProfBadgerFan. Casey, that's going to be it for me. You got any last words? Uh, well, as always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>